0: I'm so excited about this because the power of God for people to know that God moves in this way has been my biggest passion for I grew up Christian my whole life. um, But it wasn't until a few years ago, until about five years ago that I actually encountered the power of God, where I witnessed miracles happening and where I received prophetic ministry, where a minister of God. Spoke things to me, exactly things that were going on, worries that I had in my heart that day. Spoke, God sees exactly what you're going through and he has a plan and it's gonna be okay. And my life was changed on that day. My life was changed when I encountered prophetic ministry and when I witnessed miracles happening to people, people were healed, demons were cast out. I didn't know that God moved in this way like we read in the book of Acts. Like how Jesus operated. I didn't know until then. And when I did, when my eyes were open, I surrendered to God and I grew in love with him and on fire for him like never before. And ever since that day, it's been my biggest dream and prayer that others' eyes would open like mine were so blessed to be, that others could experience the power of God. So I just thank God so much for what he is doing. And I want to share today a key to how to see the power of God working in your life and working in the church working among believers because it's God's will for miracles to happen in the church through believers that's absolutely God's will we haven't seen it by and large It's been very rare in our lifetimes and in past lifetimes. It looks like miracles happening is is history in the church, is what people feel like. But that's simply not true. God has never changed. And the Bible says that the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. God wants to demonstrate his love through power not just words and when it's with words that it would have power on the words that believers would that you would speak to someone who's going battling depression and your words carry power they're not just nice words but they carry power to deliver that person from depression that's how believers are supposed to operate with the power of god anointed receiving anointing and walking in the power of God. Every believer, God has different calls for everybody. Some will be like Apostle Paul's and Apostle Peter's where it says extraordinary miracles were happening through them. God had a special calling on their lives that that people would come to the church and mighty signs and wonders and miracles would happen. And big strongholds of the enemy could be broken by this higher level of anointing for their specific calling. But there will be others that are called to Walk in miracles in different ways in their lives. Walk in the power of God in different ways in their lives. You're called to be a writer, maybe. And your words that you write, they carry anointing, power of God. That people receive life and peace when just when they they read what you've written. Or you're a singer. When you sing, your 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 voice has anointing on it. It's not the gift that's that, that we care about, it's the, the anointing on your gift that can heal people, that can deliver people. This is God's will for us to walk in the power of God. But it's rare today, but we're seeing it right now. So how do we access this? How do we access this? This is, this is what I want to reveal today. A key of how to access this power of God. Because it is God's will for you to have the power of God to be anointed. Amen? Hallelujah. So, I'm going to share today some foundational, a foundational truth, a foundational key you need as a believer. I'm an apostle. This is another thing that many people don't know exists today. In Ephesians 4.11, God says, I gave Jesus when he ascended, he says he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the purpose of edifying, building up, maturing the believers. So that they would not be deceived by the devil, but they would be mature, strong believers that can walk in the power of God and help others and equip others. Disciple others. Amen. Amen. So that's the purpose. An apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, they have a unique purpose. It's like nutrients, spiritual nutrients come through them each in a different way where we can't have just one or two or three, all five are needed for us to be fully equipped. So apostles, a big thing that they do is they have a grace to pave a foundation, pave the foundation of the church, of believers, spiritual life, and help maintain that foundation. Make sure that that foundation is right, is good. For example, false doctrines can come in. Spirit of religion can come in. Believers might, might be living in a false gospel, living like they're in the law, living not totally in the grace. So apostles will have this grace to see that and to deliver, and to deliver that person and teach. This is the true gospel, amen? So today, this foundational key is so important to, is is the biggest key to accessing the power of God. Before God gives you power, power, You need to transform into his image. You need to have his heart. God is very careful with his anointing. It's very valuable to him. He doesn't just give power of God away because people can mistreat it, create a mess, be using it, being a vessel of the enemy, using the power of God and misrepresenting who Jesus is. So he's very careful about giving his anointing out. It's precious and valuable to him. So he will not give anointing power of God until your heart becomes like him. Until you have a heart for God's people. Many people, you know, the Solomon Solomon's temple in the bible it talks about Solomon's temple how there were many different courts there's there's it's like layers of courts but in the most inner part is the holy of holies and the holy of holies is where god's presence was and only the high priest could go in there only this one who could be the most pure and would go through all of these ceremonies, putting the right robe on, cleansing himself, washing himself, before he went in there. Only he could go. So it was very few that could go into the Holy of Holies. The rest would be on the outer courts. So today, God wants you to come into the Holy of Holies. Be so intimate with him, be surrendered to him, receive his anointing, But many people are stuck on the outer courts because they have not surrendered to God. They haven't taken him seriously at his word. And, and, and when you surrender to God, it's not just, God, okay, I'm waiting for my, uh, my calling now. I'm waiting for a direction, God, I surrender to you. I'm waiting. Jesus' heart was for people. He loved people so much. His life was completely for others. He put others first. People were always on his mind. Not not himself, not his desires, but people. He saw the things they were going through in life. He saw their struggles. He saw how the devil was afflicting them and he knew he had the power to help them. He knew he had the power to heal and set free. And so he would go and do that. The Bible says so many times, out of the compassion that God had for people, he healed them. Luke 7, 12. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and said, don't cry. And then he raised the child from the dead. Matthew 9, 36. When he saw the vast crowds of people, Jesus's heart was deeply moved with compassion because they seemed weary and helpless, like wandering sheep without a shepherd. Matthew 14, 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. Matthew 18, 27, then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Matthew 141, being deeply moved with tender compassion, Jesus reached out and touched the skin of the leper and told him, Of course I want you to be healed, so now be cleansed. This is the heart of Jesus. His heart is for his people. He sees people with love always. He doesn't see the bad that they've done. He doesn't see the negative thoughts that they're thinking. He doesn't see see the bad words they've spoken. He sees this beautiful creation that he made, that he loves so much. He sees the beautiful purpose he has for them. And he wants them to fulfill that he wants them to experience peace and joy freedom and health he sees how the devil has been afflicting people he sees the roots he sees why this person has been mean to others he sees why this person has gotten into sin and addiction he sees why this person has grown bitter why they treated people awful he doesn't judge them he doesn't condemn them he doesn't shame them and he can see it all. He's God. He can see it all. But instead, he loves them. He is full of compassion for his people. He is full of compassion for you. So you, the things that you have in your life that you want freedom from, that you want healing, the miracle that you need, God's heart is I want that for you. I want that for you more than you know, because I love you so much. There's nothing I want more for you to be free and healed and full of peace and joy. That's his heart for all of his people, good or bad. And so God's biggest request from you, is to have a heart like his, to emulate his heart, to surrender everything, meaning, God, give me your heart. When you surrender, the big thing that you should be doing, the action you should be taking now is loving people, only loving people, seeing people differently, seeing people with God's eyes. Jesus saw a prostitute, he would see prostitutes, he would see people who committed adultery, and the people in that day were full of judgment, wanted to stone them. But Jesus instead saw someone who had been afflicted by the devil, saw someone who was beautiful inside, but just needed to be set free, to be pulled out of the prison. That's what Jesus saw. He didn't see, how could you do this? You're awful, no. He saw someone who needed freedom, someone who had been afflicted by the enemy. God wants you to see people like that. This is how you see in the spiritual realm. It's not hard to see in the spiritual realm. It's receiving these spiritual truths and putting them into practice. Someone is mean to you. Your love for them needs to be greater than your offense your desire to be a vessel of god should be greater than the offense that you feel hallelujah Matthew 5:33 it says Matthew 5, uh, 43, your ancestors have also been taught, love your neighbors and hate the one who hates you. However, I say to you, love your enemy, bless the one who curses you, do something wonderful for the love, for the one who hates you, and respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. For that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly father. So when you love people that are nice to you, even if you love them really well, that is not what reveals your identity as a child of God. But it's when you love your enemies, that is when people can see Jesus must be real. That's powerful. Amen? He is kind to all by bringing the sunrise to warm and rainfall to refresh whether a person does what is good or evil. What reward do you deserve if you only love the lovable? Don't even the tax collectors do that? How are you any different from others if you limit your kindness only to your friends? Don't even the ungodly do that? Since you are children of a perfect father in heaven, you are to be perfect like him. God, when he is looking for someone to use with the power of God with anointing, he's not looking for an amazing public speaker, someone who's really gifted, someone who's really confident, someone who's desired to be a preacher their whole life. He's looking at one thing. He's looking at the heart. Will this person take my command seriously of loving your neighbor as your son, of loving your enemies? You can't receive the power of God without this. This is what is needed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. the message version um, five Matthew 548 says in a word, what I'm saying is grow up your kingdom subjects. Now live like it, live out your God created identity. And the tr- the passage translation says, since you are children of a perfect father in heaven, you are to be perfect like him. And i ver- NIV version says be perfect As your father in heaven is perfect. Wow. Be perfect. That's a lot of pressure. I thought we're not perfect. Right? Isn't it interesting that God chooses to put that verse. It's the only time we see that verse in the Bible. He chooses to put it right after this passage of loving your enemies. it is possible to have a heart like jesus when you make the intention when you make it your biggest priority i'm only going to love people if someone's mean to me i'm gonna hold my tongue and i'm only gonna show them love back if someone posts something that infuriates me online and I feel like they're leading people astray and everything I'm gonna hold my tongue and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my tongue online I'm gonna hold my tongue gossiping to others it's not our job to judge it's not our job to judge God is a God of justice oh he is a God of justice When there is, what you sow, you will reap. When people sow bad, evil things, they will reap the bad, evil things. You do not need to do anything about it. God's got it under control, amen? But we feel like we have to take things into our own hands. I gotta show them. I gotta show them what they said to me was wrong. They can't speak to me like that, you know? I gotta give them a piece of their own medicine. I think if I comment on this post, I'm thinking that maybe it'll change everything around. But that's not our job. Our job literally is to love people. Love God and love people. Like that is why you were created. That's what the scripture says. People will know your identity as a child of God. People will know Jesus is in you. Therefore, people will know Jesus when you love your enemies. That is how. That is how. That's how it's revealed. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that the seeds that you plant when you were kind to people who mistreat you, you don't know it. But they are shocked when that happens. Because you need Jesus to be kind to someone who mistreats you. Someone who's mean to you. You can't do it without Jesus, you know? And so people who, you know, there are people in life that have strongholds of the enemy where they get angry a lot or where they get jealous, where they lash out a lot, it becomes a pattern. And so people have done that many times to people, mistreated people, abused people, spoke mean to them. And what happens time after time again, that that person shows them a piece of their mind. That person lashes at them. You know, that's what they receive every time. But with you, something different happened for the first time in years, for the first time ever. What? I was mean to that person and I regret it. I shouldn't have done that. I regret it like I always did. But wow, They were kind back. They showed me love. What? That is ah, a powerful seed that you planted. Even if they don't come running to you that day and say, excuse me, how did you do that? And you say, Jesus, even if it doesn't happen that day, I'm telling you, this is a powerful seed. This is how Jesus is revealed to people. Jesus is not revealed to people living how you want, living lukewarm, um, not holding your tongue, but then coming to church every week and putting on a nice face. Oh, this is the one day of the week that I'm going to behave, you know, or I'm going to be kind, or going to love people. Jesus is not revealed that way. He's revealed when you love your enemies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything that God wants you to do in this world, you know, he gave us the great commission, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. Everything that he's calling you to do, it's to be done out of love. So before he can give you power, before he can lift you, So that many people may receive his power, his love. He has to make sure that you have his heart. That this is your mindset. Whenever you go to minister to someone, whenever you go to speak to someone, your mindset is, I'm I'm called to love them. I'm called to love them. I'm called to love them. They're they're sick. I want to pray for them because I love them not because I want to like show off or seem spiritual, but because I love them. Uh, There's, there's someone in your life who's having a really rough day, who's struggling with anxiety, with fear, with depression, but maybe you're consumed with life and you don't have time, but when it's your main priority in life to love people, you're able to do what Jesus did when he walked on this earth. He was all about serving people, all about loving people. So he never missed anybody. He when anybody needed Jesus, he was there. Amen. So now when 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 you've walked with God, when you've allowed him to transform your heart into his, now when you see people Oh God is able to just flow through you because your heart your mind is on loving them. I want to love them. I want to love them. I want them to receive the love of Jesus. It's possible to it says be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. This is this is possible to have his heart. It really is possible. It might not feel like at first, and at first, like you feel so much anger to someone who mistreats you, for example, inside. And you're like, ah, oh, I don't know how this is possible. But I'm telling you, when you truly surrender to God, and when you make this intention, okay, I'm gonna see people how Jesus sees them. I'm gonna see them how, see them how Jesus sees them. I'm gonna love them, I'm gonna love everybody. People mistreat me, I'm gonna love them. You, you have to make that decision. Many Christians are standing on the outer courts and not going into the holy of holies because they haven't gotten serious about it. Like laziness or not missing the revelation of the importance of loving people. Missing the revelation of that. Thinking it's no big deal if I say something mean or you know, say something not out of love. It is a big deal. Um, so you have to start with this intention. I'm going to see people, I'm going to see people through Jesus's eyes, you know, have understanding, have compassion. The devil is real. He's real. I mean, there's not a single person that he hasn't tried to attack and we all have different backgrounds. We all have different stories. Maybe somebody who's who, who was mean, an enemy, Maybe their past wasn't as blessed as yours maybe they didn't have the spiritual revelation and grace that you had. Maybe someone abused them and you didn't have that happen to you so you have to start having this heart of understanding of the devil is real and so I'm going to have grace on every single child of God that's how Jesus saw people with compassion you have to see in the spiritual realm so, Another thing that will help you to have this heart, to be perfect, as Jesus is perfect as it says, is having the revelation that the devil works through people, and the devil hates that you're anointed. The devil hates that you're a child of God, and he wants to stop anointing from flowing to you. So how does he try to do that? He tries to do that by working through other people to try to get under your skin so you will act outside of love that's the devil's brain that's his scheme because this is what god looks for when we take him when we take his command seriously of loving people loving our enemies no matter what this is when the anointing oil pours and pours and pours so the devil tries to attack that. So the, when God starts to use you more and more, attack will come. Enemies will come. The devil will start to plant seeds of jealousy, lies into people, and they will come attack you. They will speak mean things to you. And it won't make sense because you're like, but why I'm literally being more loving than ever in my life. But it does make sense when you look into the spiritual realm and see the spiritual reality, you know, to expect this. I can tell you this from my experience, from my life. God called me to be an apostle four years ago. And those of you that don't know my story, public speaking was my biggest fear. I wanted to be a singer and a prophet prophesied to me one day, you're called to be an apostle. You're called to be a minister. I didn't know how I was going to preach. I didn't desire to do that at all. I was afraid to be in front of people, but I knew that it was God speaking and I trusted him and I obeyed him. I knew his plan for me was better than the plans that I made for myself. So I obeyed and here I am four years later and God has, come through and given me the ability and strength um but it's been a journey and once i started walking in this calling i started having spiritual attack like never before in my life like in my past um i never faced many people who were mean to me who spoke mean to my face, didn't mean things to me or spoke bad behind my back. I never really encountered too much of that. But once I got serious about loving people and walking in this calling and and receiving anointing, wow. It was like, I felt like the Bible came alive with, with Peter, with Judas, Peter, betrayed Jesus. Judas revealed where he was, tra- became a traitor. So there was one there was one person who became really jealous and would just speak awful things behind my back and spread these lies to people. There was another person who I didn't do anything to either of them. I was loving. And this person just with a stronghold of the enemy a door open to the enemy became possessed is really the only word to say because they ended up texting me these cursing me cursing me out and i didn't do anything like it made zero sense it made zero sense in the physical realm like how could this be happening before when i wasn't like actively loving everyone loving my enemies um none of this thing happened none of this kind of thing happened but now what? But I was truly encouraged in these moments. Jesus says, um, Matthew five eleven, how ecstatic you can be when people insult and persecute you and speak all kinds of cruel lies about you because of your love for me. So leap for joy since your heavenly reward is great for you are being rejected the same way the prophets were before you. So I mean, of course that hurt. Of course that hurt to be attacked like that for no good reason. But I had to. I went in the spiritual realm and I realized, you know what? This is a time for me to leap for joy, as it says. This means I'm on the right track. This means I'm in God's will. This means I'm doing something for God. It means I'm making the devil mad. Yes. You know. And when you can see in the spiritual realm like that, it gives you the power. God gives you the power to love your enemies. So I held my tongue. I didn't say anything back. I didn't I didn't even say anything like, "Why are you doing this to me? I don't even deserve that." No, I just just loved. Just was quiet. Just stayed focused and did not get distracted. Did not fall for the temptation that the enemy was trying to bring. Hallelujah. So when you can see in the spiritual realm like this, It gives you the grace and power to love people when it's hard. God really will give you the ability when you take this command seriously. And when you actively look, see in the spiritual realm, this is what's going on. You have to be vigilant about this. Because our flesh wants to be all offended. How could this person do this to me? Oh, it wants to. So you have to be vigilant. No, no. No, I will only love my neighbor. I will only love my enemies. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And when you prove this to God, and there will be, once once you say, I'm surrendered, God, and I'm ready to love your people, I'm ready to be used by you, I'm ready to receive anointing, here we go. Now comes the test. There will be, you will see these, these, these circumstances come. Just remember, this is a good sign. God is with me. He's giving me the power and strength. God's your defender. When When people are mean to you, you need to know God is your defender. You don't need to defend yourself. God is a God of justice. When they try to beat down you or your family or your business or your ministry, you don't need to do anything. You don't need to take it in your own hands. God has got you, He's your defender. All you have to do is love, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is your big, great call. Many of you are wondering, I need direction for my life. What is my calling? What is my purpose? Your purpose is to love people. And whatever the, the, the specific thing is that you're doing, that you're waiting on, it's all about loving people. It's all about loving people. So you can start living your purpose right now. That's how God works. Once he sees you're serious about loving people, he says, ah, okay. I can release anointing. Ah, okay. I can release direction to them now. Okay, I can open up this door now because they're serious about this. They're taking it seriously. This means inside the church too. There could be enemies in the church too. Amen. God wants to release his mighty power like never before, but he needs disciples. Disciples to be serious about loving people. And I know you're here for this reason today. He wants to use you mightily. He sees that you have the heart. And he's going to use you mightily. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you just just lift your hands to god right now god thank you so much for being an amazing example for us lord thank you jesus for loving us when we don't deserve it i declare grace to be given to every one of you to love your neighbor to love your enemies may your spiritual eyes open up to see how god sees that you would see people differently when you leave this place today, make a decision. When you walk in the supermarket, when you walk around the park, people, people in your life on social media, look with God's eyes, make the intention to actively love them, to actively love them, to actively see them as God's child. Make that decision, make that intention. This is how you receive God's heart hallelujah may you see people as god sees them now in jesus name may you see them as children of god in jesus name thank you lord thank you father for the revival that you're bringing thank you lord for your precious anointing for your precious power god thank you for doing miracles jesus and thank you for giving us revelation of how we can carry this anointing thank you lord thank you jesus and, and God wants to heal many of you right now. Many of you right now, who of, of people who have hurt you in the past, people who have hurt you in the past, and God is God is healing you now from the words spoken, from the bad things that were done to you by other people. I declare healing to you right now in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. And God is calling you to forgive, to forgive them right now. You can just say, I forgive. If there's people you haven't truly forgiven, you can just say with your own words, I forgive them, I forgive them. Thank you, Lord. May it speak healing to all of the trauma that's happened from other people from family members, be healed now in Jesus' name. I declare the bad memories that would haunt you, I declare them to go in Jesus' name, not to return. The dreams that you would have, the bad dreams you would have, I declare them to go in Jesus' name. May you be a mighty vessel of God, full of the love of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I declare healing to everybody who is sick right now. If you have sickness in your body, just touch your sick, anywhere you have pain in your body, just touch it right now. God is healing people. Those of you watching online too, anywhere you have sickness or pain in your body, just touch it right now. I declare the pain to go. I declare the sickness to go. Be healed now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. I declare anxiety and depression to go. Spirit of fear, go in Jesus' name. Addictions, go in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. Praise God, yes.